The Tag Team Podcast is now on Alexa via the Inipod app to use just say, Alexa, open Inipod. Inipod, at your service. Ask me to play a podcast. Play the Tag Team Podcast. Now playing the Tag Team Podcast. You're listening to the Tag Team Podcast, the podcast that is a WWE Network companion, currently covering 1985 WWF Tuesday Night Titans. And now here are your Tag Team Podcast hosts, Jeff Jones and John Burke. Greetings. Welcome to the Tag Team Podcast. I'm John Burke. I'm Jeff Jones. What's going on? What's going on? Yep, ask you first. Stereo. What's going on with me? We'd recently talked about episode 18, 19, one of those two, about music rights. And then I read online that video games now have the same fate. Now that they have to go online for updates and stuff like that. Recently, Rockstar announced Grand Theft Auto 4 is removing music because they don't have the rights to it anymore. And they're going to at least put in new music, but still. Remember when video games, the music would stay with it? That's just ridiculous. Well, that's when they would actually make their own music, though. Make their own, but also they're not having to go back and redo Vice City and get rid of all the music that they paid for then. When you paid for something, I can use this for the length of this video game. Ta-da. I can only use this for three months, and then after that, I'll have to replace it or pay some more. It's like, really? Is this what it's come to? Imagine if movies had to do that. (laughs) The soundtrack no longer exists because we don't own the rights to it. So we're going to have to go back and put in new music for future releases. I think what the problem is that they're having to go online, period, for yeah. updates or for patches. So that kind of brings them into the 21st century versus if you just leave it alone, it's paid for. So I suppose that when you implement a patch, everything continues forward. Yeah. And I guess a lot of the music back then, they didn't know what copyright or licensings were, so... Everything for the almighty dollar. Remember when Blu-rays first came out, they were going to have all these features to go online and you could access more content and stuff like that. I'm probably glad that never took off because they'd probably be looking at the same similar fate right now. I was actually the HD DVD Toshiba. I was on that side. Hope you didn't spend a lot of money on HD DVDs. Uh, No, I was just there supporting them. Oh, okay. Good deal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Not Betamax again. What's going on with you, man? That was my little rant and news that kind of applied to some of the stuff we're seeing now with the network and music and things like that. I think the last podcast, I believe it'll be, maybe it was 28. I don't think we did too much for WrestleMania. And then the bird part two. Saga continues. Yes. It has a good ending. very happy to say i went out to an undisclosed hardware store it might rhyme with rose but i can't say and i was gonna get some mulch anyway to go around the trees and i bought some rubber mulch to try to go around the front of the house do something different this summer and i was reading online a lot about birds pooping on your car hanging out and they said you know look for where they go you know once you chase them off and they usually go back to their nest if they have a nest so i went to lowe's and i found all birds natural enemy the great horned owl plastic oh man i hope you bought a great horn owl that'd be awesome yeah no (sighs) a little expensive 
then you got to ship them <laughs> over. It's like ugh, trying to catch them is just another story. But nevertheless, I laughed and thought, well, this isn't going to work because it's a plastic owl with big yellow eyes. That's it. So I figured the birds would just, oh, look, something else to poop on. <laughs> Great. So I got back home, put my car in its position. And before I put the owl out there, I sat and I watched. And I saw him. He went up to a branch just right above my garage. Sure enough, there was a nest. So I took the chainsaw, cut the branch where the nest was. Everybody dropped down. Drug it to the back, threw it on top of the, the brush that I have in the back. And I thought, hey, I can has a home. It has no longer use to hang around. So I thought. <laughs> I think you just made the definition of homewrecker. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I wrecked it. <laughs> I took the neighbor and branches out too, just in case he decided to try again. It was a pole chainsaw, so it was quick and easy to the point. And no, that did not stop him. He just seemed more adamant. So I guess that made him angry. Yeah, probably. So that didn't work. I thought, you have no home. Why are you here? Go away. Go find somebody else's trees. So I put the great horned owl out, but I put it on the ground. And I thought, well, this will work because he'll see it from the trees and he'll, he'll just move on. No, he looked at at it. My dog didn't even bark at it, so I knew it wasn't going to work. <laughs> but don't scare your dog. Don't bite. I thought, well, sh- what do I need to do? I found a little place in the tree with the risk of not giving away my details. I might post a picture of it in my tree. And I come out today and was going to move it because I was reading the instructions. They said to make it effective, you need to move it to a different location every so many days. So they think it's a real animal, not just a figure. So I moved it to a different location today and he come back. I'm He was on my side mirror. So I got the BB gun out and I raised the blinds and he took off. I was like, all right, fine. So I put him back in the location where he was originally and I haven't seen him since. Take that instructions. What a waste of time that was. Yeah. So I figure it has a good three, four month run. Then I'm going to find another location or build it a platform up on that tree so I can set him up higher. So you buying like a robot and having it like circle around like a train or something comes bigger and elaborate, more expensive to keep the owl looking real. Yeah, I'd love to have one of those self-guided drones. There you go. And when the bird comes, it just lifts up <laughs> and takes off after it. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But I think the only problem is just making sure it doesn't get caught up in the trees. That's more money than I want to put into it. I'm sure one of those aren't cheap. And you now can with the Tag Team Patreon page fun Jeff's bird watch. <laughs> yes. If you've heard my bird watch, I will upload my bird happenings to YouTube for you all. <laughs> Let's get those nations going. Tier 1. Tier 1 will have third day YouTube video edited. Tier 2 will have next day YouTube video access. Tier 3 live feed <laughs> so we'll see how well that goes i just see the money rolling in we'll be quitting in no time we can't quit our job Quit one of them oh you're just referring to our jobs yeah but our, our normal eight to fives our eight to fivers as paulo Endorf calls them so that's been my battle really i got my mama new ipad i've been setting it up and in the process of that i had to replace my router at home so that is four or five different trips to walmart just in that one day span area then i come to the house and go back to walmart to buy different things so hell walmart everything you need much more definitely other than that that's it that's just been my day week we did have a guest lined up for our next podcast coco beware but yeah he just declined after hearing your bird story so sorry folks well sorry oh bird man i didn't want him on here anyway (laughs) take that coco (laughs) hall of famer let's recap some podcast previously on the tag team podcast friday night titans it'll be march 25th 1985 monday night titans oh monday night special oh it is all right post edit that one
<laughs> Monday Night Titans, March 25th, 1985. This show aired just three days prior to the first WrestleMania and pretty much was a recap of all the events building up to WWF's biggest show to date. To run through these really quick because we all have already seen the WrestleMania and know what's going on. Um, had the footage from Madison Square Garden where Lou Albano receives the record from Wendy Richter and then Piper comes in and introduces the record to Lou Albano's head. Next up we had Piper actually goes out and finds Mr. T on the set of the A-Team and attempts to conduct the interview. Then next up we had Hulk Hogan versus Piper and this is the match that was the war to settle the score. Then we had Piper pit again after that it had his piper's fellow cronies paul orndorff and ace bob orton then after that we went over to mean gene where he interviewed the baseball manager billy martin for the new york yankees and then we had an interview which with liberace then we had our biggest training segment so far and that was with mr t and hulk hogan finally doing their final prep talk before wrestlemania and we had a weird awkward hungry eyes segment or ghost for those from the 80s segment with Mr. T and Hulk Hogan and something about looking to his eyes for a tiger. I don't know what they were talking about. But that was pretty much 28 Monday Night Titans, March 25th episode. Episode 29, April 5th, 1985. The raid continues and I didn't see it on YouTube. Nope. They are putting the hammer down with their episodes and ripping off the network. You need to pay your 999 folks. Yep. If you go on Facebook, you'll see my tribute to YouTube for the network showing that this has been removed due to WWE content copyright. So yeah, good times. We're going to start using codes or something to upload it. Exactly. Well, that will sell some t-shirts. Bosley here again with Mr. T to promote once again the Tag Team Pod Shop. They have shirts that are high quality and lightweight. They wear less than the change around my neck. That is right, Mr. T. Indeed they do. Hey man, how long we gonna listen to this jive? When can we get something to eat? Hold on, Mr. T. I just need to tell our listeners for each of the shirts sold this podcast makes $4 that goes to help fund the cost of the bandwidth and hosting of the Tag Team Podcast. Enough of this jibber-jabber. This time we're gonna do it my Wait. Stop procrastinating, fool. I want you to buy clothes for the less fortunate people in the community. Let me give them the website, Mr. T. Dig it, all right, all right. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash the tag team pod shop. Just call me up, you know, I make home visits. Mr. T's pretty handy with computers. Ah, huh, yeah? Um, thank you, Mr. T. I told you, Mr. T, bring the heat. I'll bring the heat. Ha ha! And I brought it, didn't I? That you did, Mr. T. Say hello to your mother for me. Nobody mess with my mama. I pity the fool talk about my mama. I pity the fool talk about they mama. Recapping. Friday Night Titans, April 5th. 1985. We start off with some blunders right out of the gate. Lord Alfred Hayes mispronounced one of the guest names, and then they have some audio issues, and Vince is quick to jump on Lord Alfred on it. That's Lisa Sliwa. Yes, Lisa is going to be joining us. Oh, yeah, right off the bat, he has to correct his pronunciation. Well, did you see her? She looks like one of the characters off that video game Pit Fighter. <laughs> 
I want to make sure their name's right, too. Yeah, she was legit. We'll get into her a little bit later. They didn't waste much time to bring out their first guest. I think it was less than 40 seconds, and first guests were right there. They bring out the Sheik Volkov and Freddie Blassie, the new tag team champions, fresh off their WrestleMania win. I want to point out something. As you can see, Freddie Blassie plainly has his cane, so there was no funny business as they were trying to mention how they won the belts. I think he just misplaced it, left it at the ringside or something like that, and then finally Howard Finkel or the ref or whoever holds their gear whenever they're out there finally gave it back to him. Yeah, I didn't see any flaws or anything with it, so. Nope, looked fine to me. No, I'm didn't appreciate that. Insinuations going on? Yeah, they won fair and square. That's what they do. I mean, you knew they were going to win anyway. That's what Freddie tells us. He said the wrestling world shouldn't be shocked like Vince is insinuating they were because they said they would win and they did so what's the problem finally he has his life goal he's managed the tag team champions Brady Blassie can go away in that corner and pass away peacefully yeah I'm surprised he didn't rub Vince's face in it more than he did but he was pretty good about it didn't rub Vince's nose in it saying I told you I'd do it and I did it and you said I wouldn't and he didn't go into much of any of that however we were treated to a Wrestlemania 1 rerun and if I would have dropped some money on closed circuit TV for WrestleMania 1, because Vince told me, this will be the only time you get to see it. You might never see it again. And then and they show this next week. I'd be pissed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You got to fight the traffic. Hope that it's in your area. And then you're on your couch with your popcorn or your TV dinner. And boom, there it is. Here's what we just charged for last week, suckers. <laughs> so next up, Vince asked the question that's on everybody's mind. And I was writing it down in my notes was going to bring it up on the podcast, but Vince beat me to it. As long as we've known you, which is at least 10 years in and out of the World Wrestling Federation, with all of the rubles, with all of the money that you have made, we've noted one thing. Every time we see you on this show, every time we see you walking the street in a suit, it is the very same suit. That's right. That's the same suit. That's not That's the right. same suit. <laughs> He's got the I have five same suits, same color, because that's the color of my country, red, yellow shirt, and red tie. That's the Russian color. That's right. So you have how many suits that I same color? I have five. They're same, same color. Five suits the same color. Right. I was going to bring it up, so I'm glad that Vince asked, and we got the answer straight from Volkoff himself that he has five of the same Ronald McDonald suits. Yeah, I think Vince brought that up because right before Vince asked Volkoff that question, Freddie states that now that he has the tag team championships and the tag team champions, that he's going to have so much money, he's going to not wear only diamonds on his pinkies, but also wear them in his nose. So I think that was kind of a return fire from Vince. I'd like to see Freddie with some nose rings. I think I'll pass. <laughs> Maybe a future episode. We'll break it out. Get the Photoshop out. <laughs> there you go. For our creative listeners, we'll have a put a nose ring on Freddy contest. Winner gets those exclusive bird pictures. Definitely. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the bird. So next up, he gets the Sheik all riled up, and Vince cracks on him for his pronunciation. This man has grew up all his life with Alexander. He's grew up all his life? 
بله اسکیوز می ام سوری هیز گروب اول هیز لایف یا هی گرو اپ اول هیز لایف ان دی سوویت یونین ماسکو راش تاکینگ ابوت وولکوف گروئینگ اپ اند هی سید گروب او وینس یو نیور استمبلد بیفور آلمایتی وینس هیرز وات هاپند وینس کالد هیم اوت کاز هی می هو لیجیمیلی نات انڈرسٹود وات هی سید دی لیتل پاسم الفرد هیز لافینگ لیت دی فیوز دتس وات هاپند یو دونت تینک دت وینس وود پیک اون سمبادی دو یو ایتس جاست اون فرام دیر بات یا آی تینک وینس پیکس اون سمون ایوری ویک His name is Lord Alfred Hayes. What's different? Seth is right here, man. <laughs> She goes on a mini rant and breaks kayfabe, if you will. Mr. McMahon, I respect you because you grew up all your life around the WWF. <laughs> Can't be saying that stuff. He's an announcer. He does not run the WWF. It's checked. I thought he said he grew up around. He said he grew up around. You've run the WWF. Let's listen to it again. Mr. McMahon, I respect you because you grew up all your life around the WWF. Run the WWF. Good Lord, man. I wasn't poking fun, Sheik. I was just misunderstanding you. Good Lord. Don't need him coming over here with his <laughs> curved up boots. Let me take that bird out. I hear you have bird problem. I'm here to take care of the bird. Get the mallets you wrangle over your head and start swinging. Exactly. That's his bird solution. So he goes on to continue saying they're the real champs. They thought they'd be talking about their championship win, not other nonsense, and basically calls out a bunch of wrestlers and says, we can take them all on. They're not a match for us. Yeah, I did like his little rant. I was similarly impressed. He don't want to talk about suits. He don't want to hear about clothes. He don't want to hear about peanuts, carpets. He just wants to talk about the belts, and if not, he will be on his way. Exactly. And speaking of clothes, did you see what Freddie had on? Yeah, it's his sparkly outfit. Hmm? Dresses for the occasion. He was an, an epileptics nightmare <laughs> coming on that stage. <laughs> All that shiny and glitter. You might put him down for best dressed nominee. Yeah, noted. <laughs> Maybe. But I think we'll have upcoming episodes when we have a little better pull from. We come back from break. Vince feels the need to tell us that Lisa Sliwa was involved with the mugger. And unfortunately for the mugger, he is behind bars. Moving on, we go back to the set and they bring out Ricky Steamboat, Mr. WrestleMania 1 himself. Sort of a random fact there before he brings out Ricky. It's just and mugger got our guest oddly enough she's okay and he's in jail all right just letting you know <laughs> <It's> like, okay <laughs> yes <laughs> i'll be honest with you i even just sort of overlooked that because i really know what the hell was talking about I'm like oh okay that's cool yeah you think you would mention that just wait a little bit later till when he actually brings her out <laughs> and mention it just before she comes like our next guest yeah Segway. No, we're just going to mention it before Steamboat. Follow that up, Steamboat. Ah. He tries. He says that he watches a lot of wrestling, a lot of tape, and what gets him to the level that he's at is being constant, persistent, and he's a perfectionist. And that's what helped him become the wrestler that he is today. And he's been doing it ever since junior high and the amateur wrestling. It seems like that's what everybody says. Being persistent, being professional, and reviewing the films look on other matches and developing a mold for himself yeah it's the face buzzwords for the time for sure if you're a heel you don't say any of that so this brings us to our next match mr ricky steamboat versus the brooklyn brawler known back then as just steve lombardi we have vince and bruno eventually on commentating do you take away anything from this match lombardi takes him to the ropes gives ricky the hungry eyes look as they stare face to face for some weird reason <laughs> and ricky pushes him and starts doing a leapfrog session up and over. Finally goes to a flying crossbody for the pinfall victory. I noticed a lot of arm drags. <laughs> 
and dropkicks. Yeah, he's had better matches. Yes. WrestleMania 3, this was not. <laughs> no, definitely not. Back on set, Ricky lies, and he tells a big one. <gasps> yeah, exactly. The word has gotten out that the WWF has become the mecca of professional wrestling. And you look at everybody that's in this sport, that's in this area, and then you look back on their track record and their win-loss ratio and everybody, and I'm telling everybody, the ratio on the wins outweighs the ratio of losses. So you've got the top best talent, without a doubt, in this area. Talking about you, Steve Lombardi. <laughs> Talking about you, S.D. Jones. <laughs> Talking about you, Charles Fulton. Billy Travis. Yeah, I'm pretty sure not all the guys have the best track record of wins over losses. Well, yeah, they all had to start some. Some of them never finished, but yes. Oh, they had that Colin in the sky. The great finish. Yes. Bring it on home. He goes on to say he only uses karate when wrestlers try to make a name for themselves. Yeah, I was a little confused on that. Yeah, he only has to whip it out when they forget that wrestling's predetermined and, hey, what are you doing? This isn't what we went over in the back. Kayfabe, man. Kayfabe. Well, he did do that in his match with Steve Lombardi. He started pulling out some Luke Kane Mortal Kombat stuff. He's like, oh. <laughs> Lucky for the kids in the front row, he didn't have to use it. And then we have our, I think, only second to date of this, the era of videotape, but we're just going to show photos. <laughs> TNT. Yeah. Photo time with Ricky the Steamboat's gym. This is before PowerPoint, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. They show pictures inside the gym, pictures of Ricky working on some of the equipment, pictures of Ricky on the phone, pictures of Ricky with his trophies, pictures of Ricky in a sauna, and pictures of Ricky standing outside the gym. I thought it was just some photography. One thing I noticed from the pictures, I'll put one of them up on Facebook. Jim needs some memberships. Looked pretty empty. <laughs> Well, that's the only time he can get pictures. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Sorry, can't work out today. I think there's like four people. Maybe throughout all those pictures, there's four people total. We're taking pictures. Get out. They just kicked everybody out. Just back in 30, folks. Exactly. So we'll go to break and we'll come back with an update for Ricky's gym. Where is it now? Follow us on social media. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the tag team podcast. On Twitter, at Tag Team Podcast. On Google Plus, The Tag Team Podcast. Email us, at the Tag Team Podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail on the tagline. 6016544 tag that's 6016544824. You can also listen on SoundCloud by searching the Tag Team Podcast. So, updates on Ricky Steamboat's game or gym. Basically, I took this from a website, midatlantic.net, I believe it is. If not, I apologize. It's George South, who was a wrestler for Mid-Atlantic back in the day. And this is his rendition of what all Steamboat's gym was about. So, he says, this is probably one of my favorite things. He points to the sign that he's got. And I'll share this on Facebook, the picture that we're talking about. 
Steamboat's dream was to always have his own gym, his own business. He opened his gym originally called Steamboat's Mid-Atlantic in Charlotte. The neat thing was he and his brothers had built all the weight benches, you can tell, and so forth. Jay Youngblood actually helped him hang the sign, and like I said, the sign would be in the picture, and Jay had a juice bar inside the gym. So when Steamboat got ready to move, I knew everything would get torn down and thrown away, so I told Ricky I'd love to have that sign. He laughed and said, if you take it down, you can have it. And George South said he actually had to get Ricky to write him a note to give it to the worker in the building that said he could have it so they wouldn't think he was stealing it. So with George South and his kids, he went back up his van, climbed to the top of the van, and about 7 o'clock in the morning, people were blowing their horns at him, and he got it down and brought it home. It was the first thing that went up in the room that he created, and he built up and put other stuff around it. He says this was originally his garage, and when he hung that up, he felt that was just the beginning. But it was special to George South, and he thinks about the angle that they did on TV with JJ and Black Bart and Ron Bass and they did it right at Steamboat's Gym and he says that's a really special thing to him. So apparently Steamboat's Gym has moved. I don't know if it's still actually in a new location or not but that's what happened to the one that was in this episode. Well, that's a shame but I guess it's for the best. I'm sure that's on probably be a collector's item to anybody that knows its lineage. Next up we have HBJ Hillbilly Gym. Now we start off with the suit guitar playing. Folks, I need you to close your eyes. Listen to a soft guitar playing. Choose a song. Stairway to Heaven preferably, but choose your song. And you see land, fields, weeds waving. Then we see a big river flowing. That's the water hitting the rocks. Then we have trees swaying. We see flowers blooming. Oh look, more river shots of the river. And then you look up on the deck, and what do we see? A wild hillbilly gym appears. Get your pokeballs ready. I was trying to see if that cabin was anything David Schultz had, but it actually was a different location. There was no swing on Schultz's cabin in that first episode, so I could not bust them on using the same location twice, but I tried. Yeah, I was looking at the same thing, too. This looks familiar. You live with David? It don't smell of abuse, so <laughs> it's got more of a chill vibe. I guess that'd be the word. But yes, that is our hillbilly gym, and it turns out he has been injured. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. Yeah, got me. I didn't know it. <laughs> I knew he wasn't there no more, but I thought, well, Hogan just dropped him. <laughs> A sack of potatoes for Mr. D. I was like, oh, okay. And he talks about it, and and that's the oh look, it's Mel time with Jim, my favorite segment. <laughs> Viewer Mel. Yes, it's back finally. And so the first question they have is, how come you ain't on TV? And he'll Billy terms at it, and he says, Bobby, Jim's legs out of commission thanks to the beef cheese is what he called him. But uh, we know him as Beefcake, and our R.I.P. Johnny Valiant manager did take him out. But Jim will get them back. You don't have to now, Jim. You think he'll. Billy has a long memory and he just did it recently in his truck maybe I don't know he's out there wrestling them tires ain't no tell <laughs> that's for sure I only got you Johnny <laughs> <laughs> joke's on you Ugh, I call you Johnny Michelin which is valiant <laughs> So yeah, that's where he's been, just in case anybody was curious. So we go on to question number two, and they ask, Jim, since you're hurt like that, how are you going to work out and make sure you stay in ring shape? And how are you going to do the bear hug if you can't stand on your leg? And Jim states that he's fine. He's been out in the back squeezing tires, and Granny made him some pillows that he's been wrestling. Take that for what it's worth. 
There's some hellacious pillows. <laughs> He's been wrestling them. And WWF buddies were born. Yes. Five years later. Bam. Billion dollar industry right there. No, I had at least three or four. <laughs> My family didn't love me. <laughs> you didn't have any? I had zero. Ugh. I had Hulk Hogan, the Big Boss Band, Ultimate Warrior. I love here. I think I had Sting. I don't, I don't remember if WCW made him. I don't know if WCW ripped him off. We'll call them pillow friend things, pals. Pillow friends, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> I had a California raisin. Um, that was it. Fair enough. California raisin. <laughs> that wasn't like a wrestling attire or anything, was it? No, it was just a pillow California raisin. Had some arms that weren't really attached well. They were sewn on. This came off eventually after I was beating the crap out of that. And the legs were sewn on as well. And yeah, that guy <laughs> took some abuse. Oh, man. Let's move on to question number three. Question number three. Jim, how's Granny? Ooh. Granny. And Jim says, well, Granny's a little under the weather, so which is why she couldn't make it to the TV taping. But he does hope that she watches this and hopes that she gets better, which I'll assume he'll be home by the time this airs. I don't know. Then after the mail questions, Jim starts playing the guitar again. We fade off again to those tumbleweeds and rivers. And then we have the next segment. We get to see Jim's dogs again. Yes. I'm not sure they wrote down the names from the first time we got to see him. I think he got some new dogs. Man goes through some dogs. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Lancer and Dancer. Uh, that's right. You should ask Lord Alfred Hayes because he knows. Yeah, he knew the dogs. But yes. We get to see him pet his dogs. They're all foxhounds. And he didn't stay for long because so he was ready for us to leave. And Jim <laughs> thanks us for taking time to visit. And he'll be back as soon as he can to get beef cheese. Beefcake. Send all your car and letters and care of the WWF. Don't ask me the address. I don't know. Thank you. Oh, speaking of that, I had another card instance when Randy Orton got hurt. Future. And the WWE 2013, he had an email address, getwellrandy at WWE.com. And I emailed him. Yeah. Finally get a response. The, uh, <laughs> the email admin said, don't email this anymore. It doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he got better. Dang it. <laughs> well, to some he did. To some he might have got worse. Going from champion to US champion to me is not getting better, but I digress. Back to 85. Yes. So next up we have Lisa Sliwa. And she's the mugger destroyer, I guess. Interesting history on her for sure. I looked some of it up for show prep. She was in the Guardian Angels. She married a Guardian Angel, therefore she kind of became to the Guardian Angels, was their vice president, had some black belt degrees under her, and eventually she ended up at New York News for Fox 5, I believe it was. So, interesting career path there. Was she a reporter, or was she anchor, weather person? Was soldier on the street, so I'm guessing like one of those ah. investigative reporting type things. It's Geraldo kind of thing. Yeah, try to be all John Stossel and slapped outside the face. It might have been a better match if she would have asked David Chulz if it's real. Yeah. So she gives her story on the robbery. We'll save that. You'll have to watch the episode to find out about that series of events. And she asked Vince asked why she wanted to be a wrestler. She said watching the males and the wrestlers, she wanted to bring class to the women's division. So look out, Mula. Bring class. C-L-A-S-S? Yeah, class. Got it. So she's tired of picking on poor defenseless men in the park? Exactly. Okay. 
trying to make a living, feed their family. They got kids. So she goes to set up for a demonstration and Vince, of course, volunteers. Alfred does some move on Alfred. She thinks she's all, I'm a professional ladies wrestler and she calls out the wrong move that she does. Gets corrected by Vince because he's the corrector for this whole episode. She calls a hammerlock on a wrist lock. So Vince corrects her and says, what a proper wrist lock. And she just doesn't call out her moves from there. She learns her lesson, doesn't try to say what she's doing. So the next move she does, which kind of blows her cover also, is an actual hammerlock. And after that, Vince has her put Lord Alfred Hayes in a full Nelson. And this is where it gets a little... Some listeners may find the following clip disturbing. Parental discretion is advised. Apparently, Vince wanted her to put him in a full Nelson so he could unbutton his shirt. I don't know where he's going with that. I didn't watch, so I kind of skipped through it. You missed nothing other than awkward. Okay, good. I skipped through it until Vince said, all right, I got this. It's Vince's, this is why they call me, all the allegations that they call me. And he wants to get his scrubby hands on her. So he comes up and says, what happened if someone comes at you from behind? Grabs her behind her waist Mm. and she throws him down. He took a hell of a bump. I'll give him that. Yeah, he did. Good selling job there, Vince. Yeah, I guess whenever he says, I won't ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do since 1985. (laughs) So next from there, we move to our most anticipated great wrestling trivia challenge questions. Yeah. Let's see how we do. They read over the questions. They have this huge lotto draft, spin the wheel, make a deal, old school Royal (laughs) Rumble raffle bingo thing going around actually it's automatic so that's where the money went for this show (laughs) it turns itself and alfred's able to get it to stop and reaches in and pulls out the contestant winner's gonna be dj witten from gillette illinois and they go over the questions and the first question what prominent wrestler sampled a hot dog on tnt and the answer is polish power ivan potsky and there he is And we went with Dick Murdoch. But there's definitely a controversy there because Polish Putski ate a Polish kibasa, not a hot dog. Do they know what the difference is? Well, Vince should, for sure. Oh, apparently Vince doesn't. He just, whatever, it was in a bun, it's a hot dog. So, yeah, luckily <laughs> for them, they didn't have Twitter or any way that actual people voiced their displeasure with the answer that they said that it was Polish Ivan Putski and not Dick Murdoch on a hot dog cart. Next. And now we have the second question, and that is... What 50s and 60s wrestler was the subject of a film made by the star of a TV series? And since you read the question, the answer is, and you were supposed to, as the answer is Gorgeous George, of course. And the film, the one and only, and the star, Henry Winkler. I guess out of the blue, only thing I could find, because you couldn't find the answer to the actual question anywhere. So I guess Breakfast with Blassie with Andy Kaufman and Freddie Blassie. <laughs> So, 0 for 2. And now on to question number 3. What famous star presented an award to Captain Lou Albano at a recent Madison Square Garden event? And the answer to that is, of course, rock star Cindy Lauper. And I thought maybe Cindy Lauper would be the manager, so she wouldn't have counted. So I went with Dick Clark. Mm. 
Oh, for three. I will not be on TNT anytime soon, nor will I get a t-shirt. All right. They can buy our t-shirts instead. Exactly. Spreadshirt.com. Vince gets Lisa to put Lord Alfred A's in a front face lock. I'm guessing this is because the trivia question segment didn't go the way they wanted to. It seemed like Vince was supposed to read all the questions and Lord Alfred Hayes was supposed to read all the answers. But after question one, that format was abandoned and Lord Alfred Hayes just read the questions and the answers. Yeah, I didn't really understand it. No. Other than him just picking on him. I think he just wanted him to get a motorboat. So he just went ahead. Hey, go ahead and put him in a front face lock. Lord Alfred, you owe me. Turn him around and take your shirt off. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we should have mentioned that they did have network executives there from the USA Network and you'll see from some of the screenshots that I got from the episode, boy, did they look out of place. Especially after their front face lock, one lady was like, why did I agree to do this? <laughs> no, I'm sure she was thinking, she's not going to do that to me, is she? <laughs> no, you're a woman. It's okay. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't say that. That's what the Guardian Angel's here for. Equality. Exactly. Comparing this episode to other episodes, there were, besides the obvious audio issues and segment flaws, formatting flaws, there were some contrast issues in the Ricky Steamboat Brooklyn Brawler match. We go from super dark, like it's about to fade to black, to back to regular color. So yeah, they had some issues with the film, I guess. It wasn't too bad. It happened pretty quickly. And that was the only part that I noticed. It's better that I think it happens in a match than when you're watching Vince talk or something. Yeah, no squeaky door. I was a little disappointed. No, there was no squeaky door, but in that beginning segment, you could hear people talking Mm -hmm. while Vince was saying what all Lord Alfred Hayes did wrong. I'm guessing that was the ban, because we know they're in the vicinity. But yeah, if you're going to talk, guys, turn off your mics. I think you're onto something. It is the ban, because I know sometimes they'll hit the little thong for no reason. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if they're having a tickle fight back there what's going on but (laughs) they definitely aren't professional nope they were hired on the cheap go figure what piper said exactly did you notice anything else from this episode that i might have missed just double check no it was a good kind of breath of fresh air i guess for them coming back off wrestlemania yeah let's go ahead and brag about our achievements and show that stuff that we said would never air again yeah be lucky if you ever see it or just wait for tuesday night titans we'll show it to you for free on friday stay tuned exactly what about some history Always have history. We begin classic historical figures you'll remember way more clearly than whatever you were taught in history class. Breakdown of big events that shaped pop culture. 1985 is one of the most important years. It was Friday under the sign of Arius. U.S. President was Ronald Reagan, Republican. Famous people born this day include Jolanda Kajira and Vincent Gauld. Thank you. We'll go ahead and get to this. Jolanda is a Dutch HEPA athlete. And if anybody doesn't know what the heptathlon, do you know what the heptathlon is? That's when they're not allowed to talk about your medical history because it's against the law. Close. Very close. I'd give you half an errant for that one. Very close. <laughs> it is a track and field competition that is combined of many different events. Like your shot put, javelin throw, your where they jump, hold the bar and jump over the bar. Oh, we just call that a triathlon. Or is that certain events and that's why it's called that? 
it's Dutch, so I don't know. That's their version. We'll go with that. I'll ask that guy from work next time I see him. Ah, yes. Yes, definitely. And Vincent Glad. He was a French journalist. He's no longer a journalist, but he's still French, so he hasn't moved on. Now, in this special week of April, people in the U.S. were listening to One More Night by Phil Collins. In the U.K., they were still jamming You Spin Me Round because they can't get the record. And Girls Just Want to Have Fun, oddly enough, directed by Alan Metter, was one of the most viewed movie releases in 1985. And if you like video games, you were probably playing LKKI, which was released on the Nintendo Entertainment System, or you were playing My Hero slash Dishon Scandal, which was released on the Sega. I was looking up the details on it. A little more of an anime game. Never heard of either one. Nope. I didn't like video games. And that was it for history for April 5th, 1985. On the next TNT broadcast, we'll be joined by Bobby Heenan, Big John Stud, Mr. Fuji, and Hide Your Kids, Pat Patterson. Should be a fascinating episode, I am sure. What do you want? You keep touching my leg! And with that, we'd like to thank you for downloading. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your family's friends, tell your neighbors. Listen and download and subscribe to the Tag Team Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Tag Team Podcast. Join Jeff and John next week as they continue to break down WWF Tuesday Night Titans. We also hear the music re in the background and things of that nature, but that's all right, it's TNT.